Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Fellow Falcoholics, what is up? Welcome to the Dirty Birds and Brews podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Knight at Falcoholic Kevin, here for our first training camp-centric episode. Unfortunately, training camp not here yet. Uh, we're just a little, about a month away, I guess, at this point, uh, away from training camp. Very exciting time, obviously, for the Falcons, for NFL fans in general. Uh, one of my personal favorite times of the year, uh, getting to go down to Flowery Branch and see the team in person for the first time uh, for a new season. A lot of fun. So on that note, we're going to be kicking off our Falcons training camp preview series with the offensive side of the football, starting with quarterback, running back, and fullback to get this series kicked off. So this one's going to be a fun one. We'll look at the players that the Falcons have on the roster at these various positions. Now, obviously, this could change between now and uh, the start of training camp. Not likely to change a lot, so I feel feel relatively safe starting this now, but you, you never know. Um, there could be a little bit of shuffling, probably not with any of the primary guys, um, and to, for, for ease of sort of sorting, I, I'm going to have three categories that I'll sort of sort players into. Uh, the roster locks will be the first category. That one's sort of self-explanatory, right? The guys that are expected to make the team would be surprise, surprising if they didn't, but again, they're I'm calling them roster locks, but of course there's always some some shocks, so I'm not, you know, a great psychic or anything that, that knows exactly what the Falcons are going to do. These are just my personal uh, opinions, so, you know, take it with a grain of salt, obviously, but if I call them a roster lock, I'm pretty certain they're going to make the roster. Next category would be roster competitors. So these are guys that I think have a, at least a fighting chance of making the roster and are fighting for a spot on the 53 could also be a primary candidate for the practice squad. And then the third category, call them squad competitors. Um, these are guys that I think are going to have a tough time making the roster, but I, I still think a practice squad spot is certainly within reach for them. So they're more competing for the practice squad. But, you know, again, we haven't actually gotten to see these players at all. So this is a lot of guess, guesswork, especially for some of the younger guys for the UDFAs, for some of the futures contract guys we just haven't seen yet. Um, you know, these guys could definitely, they could, they could shoot up these rankings really quick and, and wind up on the 53 man roster or fall off entirely, uh, between now and the end of the preseason. So just my best guess at this point. Um, so it's going to be fun exercise either way, as we get, uh, to the offense first here with quarterback, running back and fullback before we dive into that guys, do want to bring you a word from today's sponsor, betonline.ag who is, of course, your number one source for all your betting needs. You can get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. As always, maybe you guys are feeling overly confident in the Falcons. I believe uh, Braun from, from Believe had pointed out that the Falcons, I think, are plus 240 right now to win the NFC South. Uh, so for those that don't understand betting numbers, you you know roughly double your bet or so a little bit more than that even uh right now if you bet on the falcons to win the nfc south uh i i do suspect that those odds to shrink so if you're you know an aggressive better that this one might be one that's interesting to you if you're confident in the falcons but uh you know most things with this team do end in disappointment so you're forewarned on that one but no matter what you decide to do bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they have you covered for all your insider sports wagering needs bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info including live betting options and your favorite casino and car games you can play right from your phone 
So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, guys, let's let's move in to the first position we're going to break down, which is quarterback. Uh, only three players on the roster now, as the Falcons did release uh, the fourth quarterback they had signed. That was Austin Ani uh, on Aun. I don't know. It was a cool. It was a cool name. A U N E. Don't know how to say it. Apologize. He was released after mandatory minicamp, so there are just three guys left on the roster. And this position group doesn't have a whole lot of intrigue, to be honest. Two roster locks right now. First one, obviously, being Desmond Ritter. The starter at this point um, seems likely to be the starter at least for most of the season, unless he falls flat on his face or something like that, which please, please don't. <laughs> I've been, we've been defending Desmond Ritter on this program uh, for some time. So Desmond, please uh, at least deliver us you know, a decent season here. And I do have a lot of hope in Desmond Ritter, certainly. Uh, I, I think that by the end of the season, we'll sort of be thinking of him in that like 15 to 20 range of quarterbacks where maybe the Falcons are still looking for a long-term solution, but I think we'll be pretty confident that that Ritter is like at least a solid quarterback that we're not going to need to go out and, and spend big capital to replace unless the team think that thinks that's like the next step or the missing piece in this, this offense. But I do think, you know, Ritter's spot is very safe right now. And he seems pretty much unquestioned as the starter, uh, despite the presence of the other roster lock, Taylor Heineke, who I think does fit really well in this offense. I think he's absolutely safe. The Falcons are paying him a pretty good backup contract. I think his style of play fits this offense really well. He's mobile. He's not afraid to take shots downfield, take some chances. And uh, yeah, I think Heineke's a great backup for, for Ritter as well. Heineke's comfortable being the backup. Um, he said as much in his opening press conference. And I think he's a very good mentor for Ritter, uh, who has some of the same style, uh, like tendencies, I think Heineke's a lot more risk, uh, <laughs> risky with how he plays. He kind of plays fast and loose, and it's a lot of fun to watch, certainly. Uh, I think Ritter is definitely um, a little bit safer with the football, uh, but I, I think they're both athletic guys who don't have, like, insane arms but are smart with the football and can be very accurate with their, their ball placement. So um, really interested to see how that duo works together this year. The third quarterback on the roster is Toledo legend Logan Woodside, who's been with Arthur Smith for some time. He joined the team late last year. Uh, I do have him in the roster competitor category simply because I, I don't, I mean, I, I wouldn't call him a roster lock by any stretch of the imagination, but I, I don't, the Falcons haven't brought in any competition for him at quarterback three. I don't think that's likely to change. I think they're pretty comfortable with Woodside knowing the offense and being sort of that emergency guy. The only question is, like, did they keep him on the roster with that new um, rule change that allows a team to activate a third quarterback every week as, like, an extra active player? You have to think that's going to convince a lot of teams to just go ahead and keep that third quarterback so you can keep that third quarterback active. Um, we'll see if they end up doing it. The team did carry three for a portion of last year, but mostly they just carried the two with uh, Mariota and Ritter. So we'll see what they end up deciding to do there. But one way or the other, I think Woodside's going to be with the team, whether that's on the 53-man roster or on the practice squad. So I think his his spot in Atlanta is safe unless he gets you know signed elsewhere. But I, I, I'm just not sure whether that's going to be on the roster or on the practice squad at this point. So 
Um, three guys, pretty pretty easy position group to break down there. Two roster locks, one competitor guy. Uh, I, I personally think that Woodside's probably going to make the 53 because of this new rule. Um, but, you know, we'll just have to see what they decide to do there with that spot. Next position group we're going to get to is running back, which has more players in it, right? Uh, there's five players in this group now with Avery Williams going on IR. This is one group where I think we're going to see another addition at some point, um, whether that's a veteran or more of an undrafted free agent type of guy. I've certainly talked about it on the live show and on this program that there's there's a number of veterans out there that could make sense for this team. And we'll see if the Falcons do decide to, to pursue any of those guys or just sort of see what they, they have here. But the, the truth of the matter is there's only four healthy running backs on the Falcons roster right now because Caleb Huntley is likely to begin the year on the PUP list. But we'll get to that right now as we discuss the roster locks. And I actually think four of these five guys are roster locks, which isn't really surprising when you consider who these guys are. Bijan Robinson... Eighth overall pick, obviously complete total roster lock. Probably going to be one of the most productive players on the team. Super excited to see what he can bring to this offense, how he's deployed, how he's used. But uh, definitely one of the most intriguing players to watch in training camp too. Uh, Tyler Algier obviously broke the Falcons rookie rushing record last year. Had a lot of success. Came on super strong late. Showed that he could carry the load as the starter if needed. And I'm sure he's going to be taking a high volume of carries still without question. Um, so he's obviously entirely safe. And then, of course, Corderell Patterson, who is probably going to take on a more versatile role, but he's still going to be able to fill uh, the need for some carries. I expect he'll get some red zone work, um, maybe play some more lined up as a receiver. I think they're going to do some creative things with rotating guys out of the backfield and into out wide or into the slot, and I think he'll be involved in a lot of that. And he's the primary kick returner now uh, with Avery Williams out. And I think they're going to let him just do his thing there. Um, So those three, obviously, completely safe. The next guy that I think is still a roster lock is Caleb Huntley. He is is probably going to start training camp on the PUP, the physically unable to perform list. And I would not be shocked at all if he doesn't ever come off that list, goes into the season on the PUP, uh, which basically is IR, essentially. So I I think no matter what, Caleb Huntley is going to be with the team in 2023 um and we'll just see when if he's able to return to the roster uh healthy you know maybe late in the season it could be possible coming off that achilles injury he may need to sort of sit the whole season not sure but uh, the falcons are clearly going to hold on to on to him at this point um so will he play probably not um will he be there at all in training camp he may be like available for interviews he may be rehabbing off to the side or whatever but will he be playing or participating? Uh, I don't think so in the preseason at all. So that only leaves them with one more running back, um, and that's Carlos Washington Jr., who just by nature of being the one other guy is clearly a roster competitor at this point. Um, I do suspect that we may see one or even two additional running backs brought in to sort of bolster this competition, give the Falcons you know, some guys to take carries in the preseason to take some work in training camp as well. Um, But for now, Carlos Washington Jr. seems to have a great chance to make the roster as the fourth guy. I mean, he doesn't really have any competition. Avery Williams is on IR. Caleb Huntley probably going to end up on IR as well. The Falcons are definitely going to carry four running backs given how 
reliant they are on running the ball. So he's got an excellent shot here to, to stick on the 53 if he can prove himself. But he'll probably have to fend off competition from some veterans, at least one, I would think. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Um, but I do think it's a really interesting setup because, you know, the Falcons haven't really brought in anyone else at, at running back since uh, Carlos Washington Jr. got added. And, you know, right now there's still plenty of, of veteran free agent running backs out there that, you know, you could go call at any point, right? I mean, there's still big name guys like Zeke Elliott and Dalvin Cook. I, I don't, Leonard Fournette. I mean, I don't think the Kareem Hunt, etc. I don't think the Falcons are going to be interested in any of those guys. It's just too much money, too much investment. They're more looking for like depth guys that have upside. And I think there's a couple that are really interesting. You know, I mentioned Dontrell Hilliard, um, who did, you know, get hurt at the end of the season with the Titans. But if he's back, he was, he's been very, very productive on limited carries. Um, I think, you know, he had a pretty good season a year ago as well. So I obviously experienced in a similar offense. So I think Dontrell Hilliard makes a ton of sense if they want to bring in a veteran guy. Uh, Justin Jackson, most recently with the Lions, has always been a pretty efficient player, uh, even though he hasn't, you know, lit the world on fire with his numbers. But I think he's certainly someone that that's deserving of being on a roster. Um, you know, Darrell Henderson is still out there. Uh, Daryl Henderson, um, you know, he, is he healthy? Is he ready to, to play again? You know, that could be another guy. Um, you know, he's still just 26. So someone that could potentially be interesting. Um and then, you know, you have the usual suspects, Marlon Mack, um, Malcolm Brown with the Rams, uh, Daryl Williams of the uh, Cardinals most recently. I liked him a lot a few years ago. So there's a number of guys that they could look at potentially to, to bring in. But at this point, it seems like uh, they're they're pretty confident just waiting and seeing how these guys look in camp. And then they'll sort of go from there. But I would be shocked if we go into the preseason with, just Carlos Washington Jr. is basically the depth guy taking carries. I think they're going to have to add some guys just to sort of uh, divvy it up a little bit more in the preseason, give some other guys some opportunities. And there could be some interesting UDFAs out there too that we haven't really uh, considered yet. So that's the running back group. Pretty Also a pretty cut and dry group, I think. You know, there is some intrigue surrounding that fourth spot since both Avery Williams and Caleb Huntley are probably going to be on IR. Uh, but right now, with just Carlos Washington Jr., you know, he's probably feeling pretty good. Um, and maybe he is that good that, that they're just confident to let him sort of ride it out through camp. But um, this is one where I think we're really going to be probably seeing at least one or two more guys come in. Um, so at fullback, uh, that's the other spot we're going to cover today. And this one also is pretty simplistic. Uh, there are two guys here competing this year. Uh, the Falcons did move on from John Rain, who has been sort of a, a, a practice squad mainstay, tight end, fullback hybrid sort of guy. Um, now they brought in an uh, interesting fullback from last year, Clint Ratkovich, who, similar to a guy that was in the draft uh, this year, Hunter Lupke, um, more of like an offensive weapon type of fullback than just a pure blocker. Uh, and that's basically what Clint Rakovich is as well. He's more of that like chess piece offensive player as opposed to just a pure blocker. I do think Rakovich needs to improve his blocking mainly, um, but he's a really talented receiver. He's a good running back. He's been efficient um, in college running the football. So, you know, it seems like the Falcons may be trying out some of that in the offense going for a little bit more playmaking as opposed to Keith Smith, who is the veteran who's been here for years, reliable blocker, not like a 
smash you, destroy you, dominating type of blocker, and not necessarily a guy that is going to give you anything in the passing game or as an actual ball carrier. But what Keith Smith does bring is he's he's still an above average blocking fullback, and he's a really good special teams player. Um, been one of the most productive tacklers on special teams for the Falcons over the last several years. We know that this is something that the Falcons really do value. So, you know, do they value that enough um, to keep him over, you know, a younger, probably higher upside option in, in Clint Rakovich, who he needs to prove that he can block at an NFL level. Um, I think if Rakovich can do that and prove himself on special teams, they the Falcons have sort of been bringing in competition for Keith Smith every year. Smith is getting up there a little bit, um, you know, not in a crazy way. I think he's in his early 30s, but, you know, he's he's been good for the Falcons. He is entering his age 31 season. Um, but I think that the Falcons are probably always going to be looking to, to upgrade that spot, you know, considering that Smith's not a, a dominating blocker there and that, you know, he doesn't really offer any anything on offense, but... Really good special teams player. I'm sure they're they're satisfied with that, essentially, um, if they needed to keep him. So we'll see if there is any intrigue there, um, how that plays out. I do think Clint Rakovich probably has the best chance of any of the guys they've brought in over the past couple of years to unseat Keith Smith. But I still think that the heavy favorite in this has to be uh, Keith Smith. I think that uh, he's probably safe um, because of his special teams ability and, and because Clint Rakovich needs to prove himself as a blocker, but it's certainly within the realm of possibility that the Rakovich can do that. Um, and if he does, then I, I think if he can match Keith Smith's blocking and, and become at least some level of special teams player, you know, I, I think the team would like to be able to use the fullback a little bit more offensively uh, as a pass catcher, maybe a little bit of a more dynamic Patrick DeMarco, you know, Kyle Juszczyk style presence as opposed to more of just a pure blocker. Um, so in that case, you know, I think they would be tempted to move on. Um, you know, Rakovic saved them probably 500K, too. I mean, they're not talking about a lot here. but um, So it's interesting. That is one to watch. But I, I think Keith Smith certainly still has to be the favorite in that room. Um, but yeah, uh, three positions down, guys. We got several more to go. These ones were all kind of small, so I, I jammed them together. But uh, next time we're going to be doing wide receiver, which obviously is huge. A lot to talk about there. I believe there's 12 guys in the wide receiver room, so definitely more names to get to in that one. Um, And we'll cover tight end too next time. Um, And we'll just continue working our way through the offense, through all these position groups, heading into training camp, which again, uh, just about a month away now. So exciting time. Um, Thanks to everyone for watching today. Please do like, subscribe. Uh, on YouTube if you're watching the video there. If you're listening on podcast audio, leave us that five-star review on your platform of choice. Really appreciate that. We are currently running our training camp fundraiser to help uh, cover travel expenses to get us down to training camp. Uh, so if you're interested in donating to that, the link to that's in the show description, streamlabs.com slash thefalcoholic slash tip. Uh, you can also go to my Twitter page at Kevin, and there's a direct Venmo link there too if you prefer Venmo. Um, Whatever you guys want to do, we really appreciate it. Uh, if you want to support us on a monthly basis, we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Live, where we've got lots of exclusive perks, including uh, very ad-limited versions of all the podcast episodes, early access to the podcasts, uh, patron fantasy leagues that are going to be firing up here pretty soon, as well as exclusive Q&A listener live streams. Um, 
they're a lot of fun as long as as well as some other cool stuff that we're going to be working on this year so uh check that out too join the community discord uh all of that good stuff but again guys really appreciate your time thanks for joining me here in in the depths of of the dead zone uh to talk a little bit of training camp preview uh and be sure to join us on wednesday for the next falcoholic live we'll be have eric robinson returning uh as we finish up our season predictions for the 2023 season um you know these are obviously very accurate for all the marbles predictions before training camp um no, just kidding. But it is fun to talk about it and to look at the schedule. So that'll be the next show. And then you guys got more of these training camp previews to look forward to in the coming weeks. But until next time, guys, thank you so much for turning into Dirty Birds and Brews. I'm your host, Kevin Knight, F Alcoholic. Kevin, today's show was presented by Bet Online. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the show. Have a great one, folks.